0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back into the podcast. Uh, we're moving on to week eight. Uh, it was almost like there was some shenanigans that took place week seven. I think we're going to have to go over a few of what uh, what transpired here. Um, let's obviously talk about the biggest news of the week. It's it's the biggest news that um, I think that everybody is impacted by this news. Um, so it is important to cover this first because there are a lot of implications because of this. Um. We talked about this a little bit last week on the podcast, but Jackie Daytona is in fourth place, you guys. Do you remember when we started this podcast and I was in second to last place and I think I had one win under my belt or I didn't even have a win at that point? You guys were making fun of me. Oh, you stupid idiot. Blah, blah, blah. And now here we are coming into week eight. Jackie Daytona is riding his way right into the playoffs. This is a Cinderella story, honestly. We need to maybe change our team name to Cinderella story, but things turn here on the stretch. Um there was, uh, there was a time there where things were looking pretty grim. And and now uh, they're, they're looking pretty great. We've got an actual win streak going here with two win streaks. Mick was poking a little fun last week on a, a one-win streak. But now we're on two. It's a literal streak that we're running on right now. So uh, definitely, definitely the Cinderella story of the week is that Jackie Daytona has moved into fourth place. Uh, Peel has moved into seventh place, which is a bit of a win after taking down Mick uh, this past week, which is a surprise upset as well. Um, and, uh, we've got some guys that have really fallen here. Some, some people that were poking some, some massive fun, uh, well, kind of forever. I want to just take a minute to talk about Andy's team here, right? So they're not good, obviously, cause he's three and four in eighth place, but Andy has 786 points scored against him. It's the second lowest points against in the league. And he's in eighth place. That is... Next to impossible, typically what happens is when you have the least points scored against you, you end up in first place. Like Brett, who does have literally the least points scored against at 764 and one of the higher point totals in the league with uh, 962, which would be second in points next to Ryan, who's in third place. Or I'm sorry, Ryan, who's in second place. But Andy is sitting in eighth place with a very low point total for himself and an even lower points against total here. So his team's just bad, bad all around. Uh, he's tenth in the waiver, uh, tenth in our hearts, and uh, I don't feel bad for you, Andy. You came in here talking some mad crap when you when you joined the podcast about how good Devin Singletary was, and I'm just not seeing it, buddy. I'm uh, I'm certainly not seeing it. Hey, since I'm since I'm kind of on a little ramble of, of brag here, let's talk about the real number one story this week, and that is that uh, Hans Molman is on a four game losing streak. Whoa. Okay, so we talked about. When Andy was on in our first podcast here, we talked about how to keep Jeff involved, he just has to win. And ever since then, Andy has cursed Jeff with putting him on a four-game lose streak. By mentioning it out loud, uh, he's he's just on a tear in the opposite direction. The good news for all of these guys that I've just mentioned, Peel and of Forever and uh, Hans Moment, is that They're sitting in a tie for fourth place, technically, at a 3-4 and record, but the point total swings up your spot, and that would be me. Um, So fourth place is really a fight here. Um, Mick does fall from first to third. We've got Mighty Juice going from second to first, and Pontiac going from third to second. So those are your real shifty sort of moves this week with the implications. But um, there was a minor story this week. I guess we could probably talk about this. So we're gonna we're gonna go over this a little bit later in the podcast. We're gonna put this in terms that you could probably understand. maybe some examples of how parenting a toddler would come into play and uh, you know how how you teach your children lessons, um, especially when they don't want to listen to you. Maybe they need to learn the hard way, or maybe you can be good enough to teach them right off of the bat. But uh, there was a significant loss this week. Uh, Blood Brothers did take down Galus' gents. Gaelus to was given from some very solid advice, and there was a, a little bit of a cock block from Mr. Peel coming in on the text message saying, no, nah, I wouldn't do that, that's stupid, and then, hey look, no trade got made. So, I will reiterate in vocal terms and non-text terms, shame on all of you for not making offers to Gaelus to so he could weigh his options going into the week. Uh, and shame on you, Gaelus, because you were made an offer this week, and you turned it down, and said that you want to write it out. Look, Here's here's where this becomes a real issue for me, okay? Because again, for me is all I care about when I talk about this stuff. I have Blood Brothers in week nine. Christian McCaffrey will be back in week nine. Alvin Kamara is not on a buy in week nine. I'm facing two of the best running backs in week nine. Thankfully, I believe my team is not I'm I'm through my buys by week nine, but this is just atrocious. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna have to go up against that. That's that's insane to have to to have to face. And Aaron Rodgers has been playing really well. So you got the the second QB or one of the top five QBs on the team. Um, I think wide receivers is a problem, but who knows? They could win this week against Jeff, which I actually think they might do again. And uh, they could pick up a wide receiver because Jeff has at least one of those. So I'm not happy about it. I'm very I'm very not happy about it. Um, I will give my sincere congratulations to, Bro- to Blood Brothers, um, but. I, I do want to, like, go back to this matchup this week because this is just something that I think does gain a look at again here. I know everybody was like, oh, my God, the games are so interesting and it was so close, I wouldn't do anything differently. Okay, we have to understand here, 36 points came from special teams and, and, uh, and defense, so the kicker and the defense accounted for 26 points. That doesn't happen in fantasy football enough to rely on it. Is it lucky? Yeah, of course it's lucky. Kansas City getting twenty-six points and then uh you know seeing fourteen points from Buffalo for for the Blood Brothers, but like JD McKissick, I had said, should not be in your lineups this week. He's he's not really doing enough to really garner, you know, RB two status for your team, and he gets seven points and DJ Chark puts up a total dud, which I will admit that one is an absolute dud of a game and Stefan Diggs doesn't play well and Josh Allen doesn't play well again against the Jets you think it's a shoe-in so um you know I wouldn't have necessarily played Jerry Cook either but he does score a touchdown he gets three catches total for 32 yards so without that touchdown he has a terrible day Julio Jones is going to ball that's eight receptions for 97 yards if Julio gets a touchdown I understand things turn out different but um, Aaron Rodgers goes for four passing touchdowns and 283 yards Darius Slayton uh, he does his thing fair, very little on Thursday. a football last week against Philadelphia, 2 for 23. Um, and then Jerry Judy in a snow game against Kansas City where they were down, 43 to 16 is the final score. 2 for 20 just won't cut it. And uh, you, you got to think Denver's got to figure out a way to throw the ball more often. Um, I think the biggest story to talk about now that we have your attention on what the vampire is now about to do does come up in week nine. Chase Edmonds goes on a bye Week 8. Okay. Christian McCaffrey won't be back Week 8. Come Week 9, when I have to play him, thank you again, Galis, and thank you, everybody, will be at full strength with probably the most valuable flex play of the week and the top two running backs in the league. So I don't really think he has to have a top wide receiver at that point. And I know his target already, if he's coming after my team, who it would be. But I won't say it out loud because I don't want that to be the case. That's our epiphany of the week, uh, hence the sound. But yeah, I just think, I think that that team's turned around. So kudos to be able to construct a team like that and, and do something with it. Um, Mike Williams only putting up a catch for four yards is, is crazy. Hawkinson scoring that touchdown, uh, is, you know, and that was the final score of the game too, I think was Hawkinson's touchdown against Atlanta. And, um, is Detroit good? I don't, I don't know. I, I can't honestly tell. Um, alright, so going over some of the other matchups of this week, uh, <laughs> let's go back to Pontiac Bandits against Hans Moment. I just didn't think that mm-hmm. Pontiac Bandits really had any business winning this game at all when Jarek McKinnon rushed for negative one yards, so lost some points. Clyde Edwards Hilaire looked uh, Clyde Edwards looked good. Um, even with Le'Veon Bell. So that is encouraging for owning both of those players, but I think Le'Veon will still grow into that role, which bumps him more into mid-range RB2 territory for me. In my rankings, um, Kenny Galladay goes 6 for 114. You'd love to see that. You wish you get a touchdown out of it, but hey, those points are more than projected, which is great, um, especially when it was WR15 on the week. Calvin Ridley. Um, let's keep flying him up in our rankings. We had him higher at some point. I still think he'll finish somewhere around... WR5 territory and he looks like it when he gets uh 69 yards one touchdown off five catches kind of wish the volume was there for him a little bit more but um julio jones is is going to be uh balling out all year so here's where the points really come in robert tonyan is five and then young Koo is two points and pittsburgh defense only has two sacks which i'm surprised by pittsburgh has been really solid all year but tennessee's a good team and um With the way they played, you would have assumed that they would have had more than just two points in fantasy because their defense played really well over the weekend. So if you watch the game, you understand they shut Derrick Henry down in the run game, but you don't get points for shutting down the run game. You just get points for not allowing points and sacks and picks and all sorts of fun stuff, but stopping the run game. Kyler Murray goes close to 40 points on Monday Night Football. This is the game that we were all watching and talking about. He looks so good on Monday Night Football. Uh, 360 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and then he rushes for an additional 70 yards. Insane volume from him. He looks so good now. He had one bad week. I think it's just an anomaly that he had that bad week. He gets 38 fantasy points, and you're not going to complain about that. Biggest fantasy play I have ever seen in my entire fantasy history comes from Tyler Lockett on that Sunday night game in the opposing end. He has 200 receiving yards, three touchdowns. On 15 freaking catches. So the 15 catches is already enough. (laughs) I have not seen, at least in a long time. And if I have, I I don't remember this. He had 20 targets. 20 freaking targets. 15 catches. 203 touches. I cannot say that enough. 53 points. That's more than Megatron had about six years ago. I think he had the highest with 51 or something like that. But, uh, yeah, he just gets it done. Um, then you got Patrick Mahomes, who did not really have a, a great day, but they don't need to. Like, the run game was established, so they didn't need to do anything. That 43-16, to 16, someone scored points. It wasn't Patrick Mahomes, and it wasn't really CEH. Um, he ends up with 12 in the day. Terry McLaurin and Cole Beasley both have good days. I think the Cole, the Cole Beasley thing was a... Uh, a really good plug and play here for Jeff. I think on a bye week, he he saw twelve targets, caught eleven, and had one hundred and twelve yards out of it. If he has a touchdown, he's got a huge day. Twenty two points thirty, a big day. Uh, Kareem Hunt, you know you have him now, and he's he's in that spot to be this lead guy. And Kareem Hunt is certainly going to fill the mold here on uh, on a top back spot. So he gets nineteen point two points. He actually like hit his projections. spot on, he's supposed to get nineteen point two two. Um, just ends up with 19.2 because you don't really get, you know, the .02 points for anything. So uh, weird projections again from Yahoo. Uh, then you got Kenyon Drake, doubtful to return. He looks like he's faced a multi-week injury, but he only went five before leaving. Um, this is going to assist that Chase Edmonds play. I know I've said it a few times on the podcast that, that Edmonds looks like the better back to own in that backfield, but now it's definitive. Um, I think when Drake comes back from injury that he will not get that starting job back. Uh, assuming that uh, Chase Edmonds is healthy. I think Chase Edmonds fits that mold. If you guys remember several years ago, Arizona, I know it was a totally different regime at the time, but quick story, David Johnson was buried as the number three running back on that team. And then towards the end of the season, I think it was through injuries, or maybe CJ2K was still there at that point, um, and he was just kind of in the twilight years of his career but uh, David Johnson emerged at the end of the year, and then I think for the last four games of the season he was like RB number one, and that's why he was so high in the draft the year afterwards, um, which then that year he went absolutely ballistic. So, um, yeah, I think, I think that we were looking at a little something similar here with the Chase Edmonds stuff. I'm not sure he's going to be that David Johnson sort of total, but this offense looks like they want a slim, quick, bursty running back, and that's this guy. He's not a north-south running back. He'll get you on the perimeter. I love Chase Edmonds out of the backfield. Reception-wise, in a PPR league, I absolutely uh, love what he can do. And uh, unfortunately for Jeff, he loses Drake, which um, you know is, is not good to see. Uh, Hunter Henry heading up with an average day. David Montgomery doing very average things, too. The Bears looked terrible last night. I could, I could dwell on it, but we all watched that game. Your defense is outscoring your offense. That offense looks terrible. Uh, that's not a problem you can fix during the season. I think the Bears are looking looking pretty bad from here on out, especially after losing this game, which was one that they needed to win here in a four-game stretch because they got the Saints coming up, they got the Packers coming up, and I just don't have confidence in them after watching that. Uh, All right, let's move on to uh, Camper Dude and Peel, the surprise upset of the week. Um, Now, Mick was supposed to get a lot more points, but Chris Carson goes down in this one. Uh, Allen Robinson left the game at one point. I don't think that he returned at any point, but Allen Robinson only sees four targets in this one. Four for 70, though. So that's good. You just don't get the PPR value out of that as much. It's his lowest target share of the year. Um, He had a 42-yard grab down the middle that accounted for most of his production. So if he doesn't have that, he's got a super quiet day. Allen Robinson only has two touchdowns all year long. You would think that it would be a little bit more than that. But Jimmy Graham is getting targeted more in in the red zone. So Matt Stafford puts up a decent day, hits his projection. Drew Brees on the bench outscores him. Jamal Williams sitting on the bench, too. Uh, Surprise move. Ronald Jones has a moderate day against Las Vegas with 10 fantasy points. Only 34 rushing yards and one catch. Uh, But he does get the touchdown, so there's six from that. Other than that, he's got a bad day. Chris Carson with the injury, like I mentioned, will be out for a little bit. Travis Kelsey has his worst game all year. Will Fuller looks good with a touchdown. Only three catches, though. Not a lot. Three for 35. Um, And then I think special teams really carried the weight this week. But it doesn't matter. Peel... Goes on an absolute tear. Devontae Adams is exactly what we thought that he was supposed to be. Devontae Adams uh, uh, goes 196 for 13 catches and two receiving touchdowns. And his day is absolutely trumped by Tyler Lockett's day at 44.6 fantasy points. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger in a tough matchup here. Does two passing touchdowns, but he threw picks three times. So he loses a lot of points from that. And he almost neared 300 uh, yards in the air. DK Metcalf has his most quiet day all year. Only gets 4.3 fantasy points off five targets. A little surprising, but I think the story is that he was getting double covered and that Lockett was just breaking free. And so um, that's the threat that you see in this offense is when that happens the other guy gets the volume and uh, teams won't do that again. So I I don't worry about Metcalf going forward. Obviously going to happen. Stream play, Gio Bernard, I love it, over Mixon. uh, Gets 20.6, a receiving touchdown, 60 yards and five catches good for geo. Uh Cleveland's actually got a really good run defense. So this is a surprise plug and play that turns out well. Um I personally would have sat Justin Jackson. And we talked about this a little bit earlier. If I'm if I'm having a pick between the three, I think Antonio Gibson would have stayed in my lineup and Justin Jackson would have been the guy that I sat. But it's not like uh it, you know, it obviously didn't matter in the end. So um in hindsight always 2022. So um deandre swift gets a rushing touchdown four catches 27 yards rushing on the ground not great numbers but the touchdown helps so he gets 14 and a ha- 14.8 points and uh yeah it's enough to win so the final score of that one was 134 to 106 Gratz to peel moves up in the seventh place we've got mighty juice versus well, kind of forever brett wins this one 145 he's got a four or five game winning streak at this and i gets a four game winning streak um Let's focus on this. I'll talk about this later. Um, But Devin Singletary, only six and a half points. Uh, This is a guy that Andy came on and was bragging about. So, since Andy came on the podcast and was bragging about Devin Singletary in week four, he hit 18.7. Then he said 4.3, 5.5, and 6.7. So, when you're asking why we think that Devin Singletary is not the guy to own, this is exactly why. He has less than 300 rushing yards off of 79 attempts and one rushing yard or one rushing touchdown all season long. Josh Allen destroys his floor and has more rushing yards all season than Devin Singletary, and Zach Moss still exists in that backfield. So I don't play Devin Singletary anymore at this point. I don't think you can trust him moving forward. I think you move up someone in your I you know, I think you move up Daryl Henderson over over uh Devin Singletary now. Uh, after watching last night's performance, I'm not super encouraged, but the volume is more there. He gets 15 rushes for 64 yards against the Bears. Good front defense. So, uh, And and Daryl Henderson will be playing Miami. So I'll be interested to see if Andy does make that move. Yanu uh, Smith, he... Uh, sorry, I'm burping. He, he's got some weird production these past couple weeks. It's Pittsburgh. I get it. Pittsburgh's good. But he hasn't scored over 2.5 points these past two weeks. And uh, after being the hottest waiver tight end pickup all year long. This is some really ugly production to be seeing. I think you ride this one out. I think there's a lot, obviously, better days ahead for him. Um, But it's concerning. It's definitely concerning. Mike Evans, also a little concerning here. But I think things are going to swing in his favor now that we've learned that Godwin has a broken finger and that uh, Mike Evans is probably going to get leaned on a little bit more. Uh, It'll be interesting with Antonio Brown in town to see what happens. I think Mike Evans is going to have... A much bigger game this upcoming week against the Giants, who are actually not awful against the past, but they're they're middle of the pack. So what I would do here is uh, do what you've been doing all year. Rely on the touchdowns to come into play. He's going to be a red zone target. Um, even though Gronk is being used now appropriately, um, I still like Mike Evans here uh, with Godwin out. Keenan Allen doing Keenan Allen things. is a PPR monster, 10 for 125. Derrick Henry gets stuffed. And doesn't look good, and that turns into a fifteen-point day. So we just saw Derrick Henry's floor is fifteen points, and uh, you gotta love that. You really do. I, I think Derrick Henry is undisputably right now the number two running back in football. Um, in fantasy football, he's the number one. Fa- he's the number one uh, running back in football right now,
1: uh,
0: but not fantasy. That goes to Alvin Kamara. And uh, A.J. Green looking like A.J. Green again. I love that Andy had the confidence to play him after looking to potentially trade him a couple weeks ago or fade him completely. He ends up with 15 points. Uh, When Joe Burrow throws the ball 61 times, it's got to go to someone. So 13 of those targets go to A.J. Green, and I like it. Now, what I don't like is the reception rate to the target share. Just over half were caught by A.J. Green, and I don't think that those are tough targets because Tyler Boyd had a, a much better day than A.J. Green did. Um, but I do love the fact that A.J. Green continues to be involved in the offense, and Cincinnati finally friggin figured out how to use him, put him in the slot, line him up differently, don't just keep him on the perimeter. That's where A.J. Green has shined in the past as being moved into the slot, so good for them. The waiver pickup for Matt Ryan sort of pays off here. He gets 17 points. Look, Andy, take it from me. Don't trust Matt Ryan. He's going up against a Carolina pretty good defense, then Denver, uh, and then a bye week. And uh, you just don't like Matt Ryan. If Julio Jones is out, I guess he's okay when he's in. Um, and there there aren't tons of other options out there. I think people are starting to roster two quarterbacks in our league now, which is sort of interesting. Um, last thing on the on the team, I will say, Tampa Bay's a great defense. Hang on to them. They've got a good matchup coming up this week, so that'll be interesting. Uh, Brett has a big problem here. He's got to figure out whether or not he's riding with Deshaun Watson or Justin Herbert the rest of the way. So that two-quarterback play I was talking about, Deshaun Watson has a great day at 24 points, but Justin Herbert goes for 38 points. He's got 347 yards in the air, three passing touchdowns, 66 rushing yards. It's just a great day from a rookie, and I love the story there. Um, What I don't love is how it happened, Tyrod Taylor losing the job because of a punctured lung due to a trainer. Um, But Justin Herbert taking over the job and looking good immediately is not something that rookies tend to do, so kudos to uh, Herbert for doing that. Robbie Anderson has had a good year this year. Uh, an average day, 6 for 74. Godwin getting injured with the broken finger doesn't really equate on his numbers here. He's, he's got 23, 9 for 88, and a touchdown. Zeke, oh boy. All right, so I don't know what to do with Zeke for the rest of the year. Does Tony Pollard deserve more touches? I, I don't think so, but they might. I mean, Dallas looks bad. They lost 25-3 to, to Washington. The Washington football team wins that game, and good for them. But Dallas looks bad. I think I think you're getting ready to fire Mike McCarthy sooner than later. But you gotta remember Dallas didn't interview any other coaches for the position, so maybe they write it out for the year, let this one fail, and then do what they need to do from this point. But uh, Mike Davis is uh, is getting over his stint here as the starting running back in Carolina. He's really faded these past two weeks. He had 11 fantasy points. Last week against Chicago, which was really stout. And then only 8 this week against New Orleans, which you'd think that he'd get more. He went... Yeah, I'm sorry. He had 7 attempts for 12 yards and uh, 5 for 24 uh, in the air. So salvages a little bit with PPR, but not too much. He was expected to get much, much more. He was supposed to get 18 points. One more week with with Mike Davis, and then you got to make that switch. Darren Waller, great job from him. Uh, 6 catches, a touchdown, and 50 yards. He's great. A.J. Brown, he's also great. 27 fantasy points. Uh, I don't want to talk about kickers, but Zane Gonzalez got 16 points, and Philadelphia's defense got 9. So a good week from the special teams play there. So Brett takes that one down, Andy loses. Um, all right, and then my matchup. This is the year, and uh, Jackie Daytona. So Jackie Daytona, me, the number one uh, in points this week. So I'm going to pay myself $10 in pennies, uh, beating Jake out. Uh, Russell Wilson great game 32 points DJ Moore 25 you love to see that DJ Moore has gotten traded uh, to three different teams this year and he makes his way over to Jake's team and looks good I think they've all been fair trades for DJ Moore I think he's a little bit undervalued when he was getting traded each time so to end up here is great Corey Davis 15 points I hate Corey Davis but I do love Tannehill and when they're connected this is great Actually, Corey Davis has not gotten under 11 points all year long in fantasy, so uh, maybe he is better than we anticipated. Maybe he's like uh, Devontae Parker when he was doubted by a lot of people and then turns things around with a good quarterback because with Tannehill under center in Tennessee, he has looked a lot better. Todd Gurley, an anomaly, 63 yards, two rushing touchdowns, two catches. Um, All right, Atlanta, I see you. I get it. I thought Todd Gurley was done, but... I guess he's not. Todd Gurley's lowest point total of the year is six, and that's off 21 attempts for 61 yards and no catches in Week 2 against Dallas. Since that point, though, it seems like they've figured out how they're going to use Todd Gurley. He's averaging 18 touches a game. So good for Todd Gurley, I guess. He's moved up a lot in my rankings from being down. Hey, here's another guy that's that's come a long way, Rob Gronkowski. That... De- I don't know what to do with Gronkowski. Is he a top five? I guess with Tom Brady, he has to be. Five for 62 and a touchdown? He's Gronkin out again. I don't I don't have doubt that he's going to continue to do well. Um, surprise, but not a surprise this week, is Chase Claypool only getting one point. I would have thought that he would have been targeted more. He is one catch for minus two yards this game. Deontay Johnson comes back. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster, they're going to try to get going, and I don't think that the game script was going to be kind enough to get Chase Claypool going against a Pittsburgh defense. So I'm not totally surprised that he's held back. This is a big hold back from what I thought. Maybe he would get like six to eight points, but uh, yeah, Chase Claypool just does not get it done. Point eight, um, Robbie Gold ten, and Los Angeles defense getting fifteen points. I think you could almost play any Bears or any any defense against the Bears now and still end up with points more than your projection. Um, I, I did end up going with Ryan Tannehill again this week. I was concerned about the matchup, but my other play was going to be Ben Roethlisberger, who got picked up, and I think Tannehill ended up with more points than Ben, so I was happy. He got five rushing yards, two passing touchdowns, 220 yards, a very modest day, but that that's no picks, and uh, 17 fantasy points for Tannehill, who's just been efficient. He's not, uh, he, he's not the flashiest guy, but he's efficient. And I don't know if I mentioned this last week in the podcast. I know I've said this a couple of times to some people that last year, after he took the job over in week seven, he became QB2 from that point on. So he was better than Patrick Mahomes was the second stretch of the year. And that's hard to imagine, but he was. Since that point, since week seven of last year up to today, Ryan Tannehill has been QB3. If you want to go back and look at that, please do. He has been QB three and he is always, always underrated. So, uh, I'll take it, put it in my, put it in my roster and and lock it and not move past it. I think they're past their bye week now because of all that COVID stuff. I don't think they actually have another bye coming up. So, um, I'll have him the rest of the way unless he gets injured. Tyler Boyd, like I said, great game. 11 catches, hundred yards and a receiving touchdown. If you watched that game, that receiving touchdown was like right on the edge. It was a great touchdown. Um, he, he caught 11-13. So we talked about this with A.J. Green. Also had 13 targets but catches 7. Tyler Boyd catches 11. So he is the favorite target for Joe Burrow. And a uh, high-volume throwing offense like that where he's throwing 60 times, 60-plus 60 times. Yeah, I can't not play him. So it's it's going to be interesting from this point on what the flex looks like. Tyree Kill, 6 for a touchdown and uh, 55 yards out of it. A modest day, 17 and a half. problem with Tyree Kill at this point is – um. Game script is always going to be dependent. Like, if they're walloping a team like they should always be, Tyreek Hill is either going to get his points really early on or just not see anything. So the receiving touchdown, I believe, came a little bit later in the game, and that was just a statement. So I was lucky to be the recipient of that. Uh, David Johnson, one receiving touchdown, 42 yards on the ground, 42 rushing yards. Uh, This is a very average David Johnson day. And by average David Johnson day, I mean, this is what we're kind of expecting out of him this year. He's just... He's just turned average. I don't want that to be the case, but he's just turned average. My, my guy, James Robinson, the hero of the year for me, uh, 120 yards on the ground, one rushing touchdown, and one receiving touchdown. He continues to look like the only viable piece in the Jacksonville offense. Uh, targeted six times, too. So, and he also gets a two-point conversion. I love James Robinson. He, he's such a great story this year, and I, I won't dive into it again. Um, but great north and south runner. Like like an organist cuts a little bit. George Kittle, 10 points, modest day, 5 for 55. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, 103 yards in the air, 10 catches, one receiving touchdown, 24 fantasy points. Uh, Harrison Buttlicker has 14 points, and Los Angeles has 6 points. I know what I did. Uh, I thought that the uh, the Chargers defense would do a little bit more against Jacksonville, but whatever. I'll take the 6 points out of it. Come out with a win, and uh, that's Week 7's recap. Let's move on to Week 8 here. Uh, Very briefly, I'm just going to go through who uh, is playing who, what the matchups are, what the surprise matchups are, uh, or what the the surprises might be of the week here. So I've got myself playing Galus' gents who just lost CMC. Uh, CMC does not look like he's going to be ready for a Thursday night game this week anyway. So he was uh, designated as a uh, participant in practice today with a hat and shorts on. So uh, not quite there, but uh, is doing some drills, encouraging to see from who most of us figure is going to be the top back. Mighty Juice, which is Brett, against this is the year. Um, I can tell you right now, Jake, this is not the year Mighty Juice is going to have this one. Camper Dude and of forever. Tight matchup, probably the matchup of the week as far as points are going to be concerned. That one's going to be close. Pontiac Bandits takes on Peel. Peel looks like uh, he may squeak out with this win here, I think, because he's Ryan's got some buys coming up. And then uh, the scary matchup again this week is, even though you probably have Christian McCaffrey plugged in, ready to play, uh, Jeff has a lot of buys coming this week. He's got Terry McLaurin and Kenyon Drake on buy. He also has Keelan Cole on buy this week, too. Uh, I think you have to play Juju Schuster. You hope Miles Sanders comes back, but he's still questionable because Leonard Fournette is the only other running back on that team. Um, as far as uh, Blood Brothers goes, if, if for some reason Miles Sanders does come in, I think that Hans Molman will get the edge. If Miles Sanders does not come back, no edge to Hans Mullen. Blood Brothers is going to take you down. And I think, personally, um, I don't know who I would end up taking on this team. Uh, probably Kareem Hunt. But if Chase Edmonds is going to play, do you really want four valuable running backs at that point? This will be an interesting one. I don't. If I'm Blood Brothers, I really don't know who I'm going to take uh, from this team right now, from, from Jeff's team. I have to assume that it's either Miles Sanders or Kareem Hunt. Probably Kareem Hunt. And then you you maybe try to make a trade if I'm Blood Brothers at that point. But you're in a really good spot coming down the stretch here if you win this week especially. Um, and then moving into week 9, which I have to assume that if you beat Jackie Daytona, which we'll go over next week, what uh, what I would do in that situation. So um, scary matchup again. Good for those guys for putting themselves in the position that they're at. Um, definitely not a position that I want to be in, but we will be in in two weeks' time. Uh, Pontiac Bandits and Peel. Let's go over this one. Uh, here's the we've got Kyler Murray on a bye, so we're gonna have to stream a quarterback. We'll get into some streamers, lady, with later with our special guest on uh, who we would pick up for the week. Lamar Jackson is gonna get Pittsburgh this week for Peel, so I'm still playing him. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Obviously, I'm not gonna stream a defense or, or a quarterback over a defense, but if I ever was gonna, it might be against Pittsburgh. So um, it's certainly not gonna be Ben Roethlisberger who is playing the opposing side of that and going up against a Baltimore defense. But um, there are some options out there. Uh, Yeah, so with with, uh, Kyler Murray on a bye this week, uh, he's going to have to stream. But aside from that, I just don't see getting 20 points from a streamer this week unless it's Carson Wentz. So we'll see if they actually put the waiver to pick that up. And if he does, it'll be a very interesting matchup. So um, definitely one to keep an eye out for. All right, next match for the week is kind of Forever in Camper Dude. I think this is the second week that Camper Dude is going to be put on the spot here. You really got to win this one, or 5-3 and three is going to take you away. Right now, Andy's favored, but uh, no buys for either one of these guys from the guys they've at least got plugged in right now. Looking at both rosters here, the only person that is on a buy on either team is Will Fuller. Other than that, surprisingly, a Week 8 fully healthy game. With uh, with starters in here, so um, I I love the uh, the the Miles Gaskin play. Uh, you don't want to play J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Ronald Jones looks like he's on the bench for some reason against the Giants, which I am not sure that I would do. That the Giants are not great; they're middle of the pack against the run. Uh, they actually give up tenth overall to the running back. So uh, go ahead and, and put in uh, put in Ronald Jones there. Um, that's what I would do at least. So then we've got Mighty Juice, which is Brett. Against this is the year. Are you changing your team name so that I have to say this is Brett every week? You could just change your team name to this is Brett so we all know that. Justin Herbert gets to start this week. It looks like Deshaun Watson uh, on a bye, obviously, which is why you made that pick up in the first place. But moving forward, it's going to be interesting. What's surprising to me this week is that we just saw Justin Herbert go off. And ECR still has him ranked at 10. Way too low. Way too low. Against the Denver defense, I'm gonna I'm I'm playing Justin Herbert all day every day from this point on. Um, yeah, so I I'm gonna give the advantage here to Brett, who's gonna pick up a kicker right now. ECR's got 122 to 121. Yahoo's got 128 to 121 in favor of Brett on both of those. Um, but also keep in mind ECR is taking into account, and so is Yahoo, that Brett doesn't have a kicker, which will probably account for another seven points. So uh, give me Brett in that matchup, uh, and then I don't know if I stated my my wins for the other ones. I've got uh, Hans Molman to win, even though I think they're the underdog. I'm going to take that. Uh, We need that. I need that. Pontiac Bandits is going to lose to Peel this week. Peel will win that one. Um, I think that uh, Wakanda Forever will beat Camper Dude. Uh, And then I've got Mighty Juice to beat uh, This Is The Year, Mighty Juice. Again, being This Is Brett. Uh, And then my matchup against Galas this week. Oof, okay, so you lose CMC. You weren't playing him this week anyway. You're doing fine. You're 3-4 you're and four without him. Things have really taken a turn for the worse. Stefan Diggs, better days ahead. New England's not playing well. Julio Jones is playing the Panthers this week. Melvin Gordon's playing a stout uh, Chargers defense. I don't know if you're planning on playing Brian Hill. Maybe you are on Thursday night football. Uh, so be it. Hunter Renfro on uh, against the Cleveland defense. You do you. You're not going to get advice from me this week, but you've got several buys, so it's unfortunate. There's just uh, not much to plug and play here, so... Um looking at my team though, Tannehill against Cincinnati, that's pretty generous. QB6, Tyler Boyd, uh 18th, uh Tyreek Hill, 2. Uh Jonathan Taylor comes off as bye against Detroit, which has been pretty generous to the run. Um they've actually been fifth uh against running back, so I like Jonathan Taylor coming out of the bye. We don't know what's going to happen this week with uh, Miles Sanders. I'm sort of assuming that Philadelphia is going to rest Miles Sanders through the bye week and bring him back in Week 10, so I do need Boston Scott to hopefully play. If not, I don't really have a big play here. Uh, George Kittle, tight end, two against Seattle. I mean, yes, obviously. Uh, and then Travis Fulgham. I'm going to end up playing him this week against Dallas. Like, why the hell would I not do that? Um, and then, uh, like I said, Josh Allen is going to go against New England. Stefan Diggs, same thing. Um, It's just not favorable for for Galus this week, so I I think I'll take this one as well. I need these middle-of-the-year wins to start moving my record up in order to be competitive at this point. So um, those are my picks for the week. Uh, Real quickly, I want to go over some of the waiver pickups this week, too. So my number one quarterback waiver pickup is Carson Wentz. Obvious. playing Dallas. Like, why would you not? Then, as far as running backs go, I would tell you that Zach Moss is available And if you're looking for a week eight play, Zach Moss is not the guy. But if you're looking for a rest of the season play, Zach Moss is the guy. Um, I know that I've said that the running backs in um, Buffalo aren't necessarily that great. But Zach Moss is a bigger threat than Devin Singletary is because of his ability to catch the passes out of the backfield. So I think he has more value in that. Then, uh, if I'm looking for a rest-of-the-season person to pick up at this point, it would be Naheem Hines, I think, would be my number two waiver pickup for ROS. Um, Yeah, I just think that Hines has a lot to kind of produce for that backfield in a PPR league, um, more so than a guy like Carlos Hyde would do, which may be the guy that I would recommend. Um, Chris Carson is going to be missing a little bit of time, but we've heard this story before. Chris Carson was supposed to miss time. Hyde was supposed to come to take the job, and then guess what? That week came up. Chris Carson ended up playing, and Carlos Hyde was the guy that was injured. So go freaking figure. I mean, I'm just not going to recommend Hyde because there was a little bit of a spike there. Wide receivers, rest of the way. Deontay Johnson is on waivers right now, and I think you're going to have to pick up Deontay Johnson if you're in need of a wide receiver. He is the number two guy on that team. I know Chase Claypool has been really great this year, but that was when Deontay Johnson was not playing, and then we saw what happened when Johnson came back. Uh, injuries. Sure. I know they're a concern at this point. His injuries have not been anything long-term that would make me super worried. But, um, if you're not looking like you want to be confident in a Deontay Johnson play, Sterling Shepard's out there. Uh, I think he's a fine pickup. I'm not sure he's the greatest, but T Higgins is still out there too. And, uh, yeah, you should pick up T Higgins because Joe Burrow throws that ball quite a bit. So, uh, T. Higgins is is great there. Tight ends. Like, I, I can't even re- really recommend anybody. Like, Mike Gusecki, maybe. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, that's not going to happen. Hey, your boy Justin Tucker is out on the waiver wire. So, if you're one of those guys that likes to waste a waiver wire pickup on a kicker, Justin Tucker is your guy. Um, no defenses that I would really recommend streaming for the rest of the year, I think. Uh, Uh, you probably maybe like the 49ers if they're if they can get healthy and back they'll be better than 10 but uh in a 10-man league like the only other team i might consider picking up would be like uh the colts but yeah other than that those are really gonna be my waiver pickups for the rest of the season as far as weeks eight eight, eight is concerned i think like i said Wentz, uh jim michael hasty's got a shot at doing some special stuff this week uh t higgins again would be my guy richard rogers is is a good one gasecki like i said is still out there or jimmy graham if you like that Red zone. I got to cheer for the Bears. Bullshit. Um, and then Rodrigo Blankenship. This guy just looks like a football player, doesn't he? Uh, he can be a kicker for you. And then uh, the Colts actually have like a, a pretty decent matchup this week, so you could you could certainly quote unquote stream the Colts defense or just play them. I mean, they've been playing well. So, um, all right. What I want to do now is I want to bring in our special guest for the week. Peel is MIA, guys. So like this is week number two where we were hoping to get him on the podcast and we just can't. So. Uh I'm not sure I can plan on having him on. Uh he, he always comments like a day or two afterwards, but I'll try to record at an odd time with him for a segment that doesn't necessarily have to be like uh time sensitive. What I'd like to do is maybe talk about what we had a dispute over last week, which was uh in a situation where you have CMC on the line to go away, do you mitigate your loss by taking two guys, which I would recommend to do all day every day, as you heard me say last week in the podcast. Texting very upset, feverishly about not listening to the advice. Uh, We're going to get into that with some toddler lessons from our special guest, Becky, who is filling in today. Uh, We're going to learn a little bit with Becky about, you know, maybe, hey, if I had like, if I had a special treat, um, but I was offered maybe, you know, two treats, not quite as special, would I take the two treats instead of the one special treat or risk losing that special treat and having nothing? So what's your best alternative to that? Um, So without further ado, let's jump into the segment with Becky and take it from there. Mm, Okay, we're good. You sure? What are you, implying that I recorded a 20-minute session with you earlier and didn't actually record it?
1: That's exactly what I'm implying. No,
0: you're not implying. What's the correct term for that when you're not implying? Inferring? Inferring. Yes. You're inferring that? Yes.
1: No. I don't know. Anyways.
0: You're the teacher. (sighs)
1: hello everyone what
0: this is my podcast don't you introduce us
1: (laughs) no do your job then
0: oh you know what i just realized our our kid is down for a nap and we're down recording a podcast
1: that is accurate
0: (laughs) we should be cleaning upstairs because it's so freaking messy
1: our house is a dump truck why well, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we were going to move, then didn't move, then halfway unpacked, and then I started school, so.
0: Do you, you know, Zach is a listener to the podcast. If you had a message for Zach at this point, what would it be?
1: I'm sorry, Zach, it didn't work out for everyone. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. But I'm actually, you know, oh, I drove past the house today, and. Well, you did, you they, did? They had some pretty weird furniture in the uh, in the house, so I was like, oh. Well, they like the eclectic stuff. That's fine. Not that I was, like, creepily staring into the house (laughs) because the windows were open.
0: You were definitely creepily staring. You don't take that. For sure. That's not a route you take.
1: Well, I was distracted.
0: Oh, you had to go that way?
1: Anyways. (laughs) This wasn't meant to be.
0: Is uh, I like, so here's the funny thing. I I was thinking about this yesterday. I was sitting down thinking about this because I was moving some boxes for you because now... You are officially remote as of yesterday.
1: Yes, working from home.
0: And Addison is out of daycare because they've had their second COVID case. So we yep. are we are full-time parents and home workers right now yep. until further notice. Yep. But that's I was thinking about, well, we were supposed to move July 20th. So imagine if we moved July 20th. Oh
1: my God, we've been there for so long.
0: Think of the excuse we have right now with all these boxes that are unpacked <laughs> in our own house. Yeah,
1: that's bad. <laughs>
0: At this point, we should have unboxed everything in that house. So now we're just lazy people. Oh,
1: for sure, we're just lazy. One hundred percent. There's no
0: excuse. No, it's it's not. Uh, it has not been the best summer.
1: I'm I, pregnant. What's your excuse?
0: I'm fat. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's what I think about it is uh, spring was not bad. We had a good spring. Yeah, spring was fine. Uh, we were busy. We were distracted. Things were. We're, we're, tidy we're a little stressed towards the end of spring because of what was going on. Yeah. Uh, we found out Chewy has cancer. Yeah. But uh, we were able to get treatment. He's in remission. We're happy about that. Yeah. Uh, and then summer, things went off the rails. I would say things went off the rails officially when the house thing fell through.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because then shortly after, you had to go back to school full time. Right. Your job opened up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then going back to full-time was a whole new thing with all the masks and everything, and now working from home, we're doing our full schedule from home. So it'll be interesting to see how this works. It did not start off great today.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, today was... yeah. Well, I had yeah. a headache, so I slipped in. Yeah. And then you went on into the office that we have for you, and then realized that there were some boxes that needed to be moved around.
1: right. Well, I went upstairs and was, because Addie was screaming, I was going to put something on the TV while Andrew was making <laughs> her lunch, and then I tripped and I fell over the gate. And Which I, was scary, but yes. you're good.
0: You went to the doctor. Yeah, I went
1: to the doctor. We're good, but I, I dropped a plate and it shattered into about a million
0: pieces. Yeah but I like I hope they make those plates and,
1: and that was also uh it was also like literally one minute into my first zoom session <laughs> Whoopsie. oh yeah that's right
0: yeah 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 you were you were trying to get downstairs yeah. and I asked you if you grabbed those plates before you went down so, so uh, that's your
1: fault is basically what you're saying okay
0: hey <laughs> how many months pregnant are you I don't know
1: five <laughs> months
0: a five month pregnant wa- wa- no, woman four. how tall how tall are you you're, you're four your five two. So a five foot two pregnant woman is trying to walk over gates instead of just moving them to the side. Yes. Trips and falls, and it's my fault. Yes. It makes sense if you think about it. It makes sense. Hey, sure. so um, I know you've been obviously hearing what's been going on in the fantasy league because mm-hmm. you're close ties to this league. Right. The implications right. in this household, uh, having right. the dinner parties with the Blagojevich family, yeah. uh, just hearing me me talk about what's been going on. Uh, you know there was a loss this week. That's pretty significant.
1: Yep. Yeah, that was that seemed like it was a painful one.
0: Yeah. For for many reasons, obviously. Yes. Um, last week, I know you're an avid listener of the podcast. Haven't of listened to a single episode.
1: We'll listen to every episode. Oh, four okay. times good. Each. Oh,
0: that's where all my listeners are coming. Yes. From. Um. Last week, I had mentioned when your dad was on the podcast, I had said that if I was Ryan Galis, what I would do is I would trade away my best player who's not currently playing Mm -hmm. for probably something as close to equivalent as possible.
1: Right. Two players, most likely.
0: Yeah, well, my argument for it is you want to mitigate your loss as much as possible because what's going to happen is the outcome is you're either going to lose your best player and not have any good players at that point left over from what a potential trade would have been to if you win, you just got two good players out of it, right? right? Two very startable players out of the deal. Your dad and I made a trade earlier in the year where he got two for one, basically, and they've been riding hot for him ever since. They've been, they've been good. I know you've talked to your dad about it. Like, you actually have talked to your dad about
1: it. I that. have. I
0: have. And he's excited. It worked out well. It did. So my advice was you mitigate your loss because if you do lose that matchup, worst-case scenario there, you lose one half of the pie. Right. Not the whole pie. Right. Um, of course I'm going to do a food analogy. Yes. Uh, what's for dinner? I don't know. I have my salad, but I don't want it. Right. You got all that candy. We did. I want it.
1: Yeah, we already ate a lot of it. got to save it for, save it for Halloween.
0: This happens every gotta year.
1: It's go on quarantine for, <laughs> for Halloween.
0: Every year I say don't buy candy until like two days before. And then.
1: It's was <laughs> four days before.
0: I know. That's the problem. We can't can't be trusted.
1: No. I should have just kept it in the trunk. Then I would have just eaten it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Didn't you have a secret stash of food at some point in your car? Oh, yeah. When we
1: were on a diet, I had a a bag of cookies that I would (laughs) eat. I'd go out to my car and eat some cookies and come back inside.
0: Oh, my God. I didn't realize that you actually went out to your car to eat the cookies to come back inside. Is that what you were doing when you said you were gardening? Any
1: outside break was a cookie break.
0: That's really bad. But I'm I'm thinking, so Galus lost. He loses Christian McCaffrey, who is arguably the best fantasy football player when he's healthy. He's yeah. the reason why I won last year. He's the reason why Pat won two years ago. Yep. Uh, you know, you don't want to trade him, but when you're in a position where he's currently hurt and coming back, and you've been riding it out, I understand wanting to hang on and see what happens. But um, it was a close game. He ended up losing by, I think, two points. But his defense got 26 points, which doesn't happen in football. It just That doesn't happen often in football. That's like once every four weeks, something close to that can happen. And uh, his kicker actually put up a fair amount of points, too. So I think he accounted for like 32 points between both those, maybe more than that. Yeah. So, I, you know, from like a skill position standpoint, which is your wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, stuff like that. I'm not sure he made the right move. Actually, I'm sure he did not make the right move because he ended up losing. Right. I, I kind of want to equate this in simpler terms because I thought I spelled this out pretty simply for him and everybody last week. For one, shame on everybody else in the league, just so you know. Uh, I believe it was the only person that made a trade offer to Ryan.
1: Oh. So mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. were
0: many other teams that did not make a trade. Yep. Or try to get something for Christian McCaffrey. Would you have tried to do something to get the league's best player if you were in a position to do it? Oh, sure. I mean, why? Why would you try to make the trade? Why does that make sense for you?
1: What do you lose? You don't lose anything.
0: Well, you've given up two people for one. I mean, wouldn't you say, if you're on the other side of the argument, giving up two people for one might not be...
1: But if he's going to be back and he's one of the best players, I would think that that would be the case.
0: That you would want. Yeah. To try to make, yeah. yeah. But what's the argument for hanging on to those other two players that you might try to give up?
1: Uh, collectively? I mean, uh, well, if he doesn't come back or if he gets injured again, then you are screwed. Yeah, you lose that yeah. trade outright if, for sure. if
0: you lose two people for, for one. So I had made a trade uh, offer for uh, James Robinson, Tyreek Hill, and Ryan Tannehill for uh, uh, Josh Jacobs, or not Josh Jacobs, for uh, uh, whatever Buffalo's quarterback's name is that I'm blanking on right now, and Christian McCaffrey. So if you were to look at the points from this week, he would have won the game by a lot because Tyreek Hill had a touchdown and I think he had 17 fantasy points, and uh, James Robinson was the second overall running back of the week with 30 31 points. So there's no way that game's close. So not only would he have mitigated his loss, he would have hang on to both of those players in the situation. If he had accepted my trade, I don't know if other trades would have went out there. It would have gone that way, but he right. didn't get any because shame on everybody else for thinking, Yeah. tisk tisk." Yeah. Um, I try to equate this, like I said, to like what are some lessons that we try to teach our one and a half year old? Like when when she's doing something she shouldn't do, but she has to learn the hard way.
1: Oh, well, if you want to see like a like a hot pepper or something, you say, "Don't eat that! Don't eat that!" And You're she's got it in her hand.
0: She's got yeah. the hot pepper in her hand.
1: Then you tell her not to do it. Right. And she does it anyways, and then she's got a mouthful of fire.
0: Right. Whereas, like... Learns wh- a
1: hard lesson.
0: What would you do to get her to, like, coax her to put the pepper down and maybe take something from you?
1: I could offer some something else, something sweet, some yogurt. Ooh,
0: some possibly. yogurt would be good. Candy. Yogurt's not the same as, like, What what if she had, like, a... Like a spoiled piece of candy. She thought the candy was good, but it's like eight years old. Yeah. I don't know why we have eight year old candy in the house, but let's just say we had eight year old candy. Me? Yeah. <laughs> the state of the house, sure. So she's got eight year old candy in her hand, and she really wants it. And you say, no, no, don't eat that. Like, I have uh, a payday here. It's not the best candy ever, but like, right. it's got some.
1: I actually like paydays. Paydays though. are no, good. What's
0: a bad candy? Like a Heath bar?
1: I don't like Three Musketeers anymore.
0: All right. Well, I mean, three Musketeers is good to me. But let's just we'll go with three Musketeers. Maybe not everyone's first choice yeah. of a candy, but it is a good candy, mm-hmm. right? It's got mm-hmm. chocolate in it. Yeah,
1: it's got chocolate.
0: So you like chocolate? Yeah. Yeah. What if you had two Three Musketeer bars? Could I possibly <laughs> <You> have two? <laughs> so you've got you've got two Three Musketeer bars, and you say to Addison, who has an eight year old Reese's Buttercup, which is her favorite candy, let's just say. Mm-hmm. And uh, we say, oh, no, no, put that down. Put that put that candy down. I've got two pieces of candy. And mm-hmm. she says, well, I like candy,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: I like Reese's Buttercups the most. I'm going to eat this. Yeah. She eats it. She throws it up. She has a bad day. Right. Right.
1: Which is what happened.
0: R- which is basically what happened. Right. 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 Yeah. That's, that's the gala scenario. That's what right. happened here. The yeah. other sort of situation that you would have had here is say like, oh, Yeah, I'll take your two pieces of candy, and here's the Reese's Buttercup. And then all of a sudden, someone comes in and steals one Three Musketeer from her. Mm -hmm. She still has a Three Musketeer, right? Right. So it's not a total loss at that point, which is like your second worst case scenario, but still not awful, right? Right. Would you rather have thrown up, would you rather have one Three Musketeer bar, or would you rather have two Three Musketeer bars?
1: Much rather have two musketeer bars. So
0: that's your best case scenario.
1: Correct.
0: What's the What's the ultimate best case scenario? Is that, that you? Well, wouldn't the ultimate best case scenario is that you flip the Reese's Buttercup over and see that it didn't actually expire eight years ago? it's oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. You
1: but have won the game. Yeah. Would
0: you have taken that risk if you could have had the two non three musketeer bars? Probably not. You would have taken yeah. the musketeers. Yeah, it's the safest thing to do. Right. That's, that's where I sit on it, obviously. Yeah. I, I I feel like every week when someone doesn't take my advice, we'll just have to keep breaking it down into simpler terms. Remember that Michael Scott thing? Yeah. Explain it to me like I'm five. <laughs> like
1: I'm Now like I'm three. Now
0: like I'm three. <laughs> so that's the, the gala scenario. Hey, I know you wanted to come in. I appreciate that too. That's, that's uh, very helpful for our younger mm-hmm. listeners out there. Yes. Or our less mature listeners, we yes. should say. Yes. Um, do you have any messages for uh, anyone else in the league that possibly, you know, didn't make a, a trade?
1: Oh, just shame on you. Shame. 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 They
0: should have made an offer, right? Of
1: course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah.
0: Shame. Absolute shame. Um, I know you were excited to come on today to talk about your waiver pickups of the week.
1: Well, of course. Well, as you all know, I set Anders' line up every year. No, you're you know, not supposed to. Don't year. tell them that. Oh, well. Well, it's out. Cats can, out of the bag. I'm going to edit this. Cats out of the bag. So, you know, I'm an avid fantasy football expert. I listen to all the podcasts. Uh, Are you a
0: fantasy connoisseur, you would say?
1: I, I would say that, yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, I watch all the games every Sunday. So, of course, I have some uh, some ideas hey, what,
0: here. What days of the week do they play football?
1: Pretty much it can be any day of the week now. But, you know, Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays are the traditional days. But if there's a COVID case, you know, we have a game on a Tuesday or a you know, Saturday, depending on depending on the lineup and who's
0: I am sick. so turned on that you know that right now. <laughs> Gross.
1: My dad's listening. No, he's not listening. He <laughs> did
0: you know your dad had to call me last week to ask me what a podcast was <laughs> after he had recorded and said that he was gonna to listen to it.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. I,
0: I doubt Nick's oh. listening, but if he is.
1: Yeah. Anyways.
0: <laughs> so who's your number one pickup this week? Let's go. Let's start with the quarterback position. That's usually good. We'll go from top to bottom on a team.
1: I would definitely go with uh, Carson Wentz. You know they're uh, playing Dallas uh, this week, so and they have a really soft secondary.
0: Who Dallas does?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So I feel like he's he's up for a good week here, and uh, he might get some weapons back here. Um,
0: Who is he going to get back?
1: Well, I uh, I mean. He's gonna. Well, he's got Travis Fulgram, who's been playing really well for them. So uh, he's like the only
0: person playing for them right now. Right.
1: So I think that's that's gonna be a help for sure. Does
0: it worry you that Zach is on IR and won't be back for a while?
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Well, you have a few, sure. Yeah, you have a tight end pickup this week. Uh huh. And a nice tight end. Uh huh. That's just me complimenting you.
1: Oh, thank you. Yes, yeah, that's. I t- totally got that.
0: No, you didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. Carson Wentz is going to be my pickup of the week too, for all the reasons you listed. I think uh, Travis Fulgram belongs in rosters and definitely in like a 12-man league. But in a 10-man league, it may be just a matchup-based thing. Um, we differ on running back pickups this week. Who's your who's your who's your pickup of the week?
1: I'd go with uh, Jamichael Hasty. Actually, is it
0: because of the name?
1: Um, the no, fact that he's a running back. Get with, too hasty here. Yeah, the <laughs> fact
0: that he has hasty in the name yeah. and is a running back.
1: Yep. Uh, but, like, San Francisco's uh, running back core has been totally decimated. So I think he's, he's in for a good week.
0: Yeah, they've got – who's out? So they've got uh, Mostert is out. Uh, McKinnon, I think, got injured this last game because mm-hmm. he ran for negative yardage and then mm-hmm. was taken out. Um, Williams got injured this past game too, so I think Joe Michael Hastie is like the only guy unless Tevin Coleman comes back off IR this week, which might happen, but you're never sure with him because he is always injured, so.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure he's going to be ready for the, for the matchup.
0: Um, who, Tevin Coleman? Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would sort of agree with you there. I, my pickup is, um, uh, Carlos Hyde. I think I talked about this a little bit earlier when I recorded, but, um, I think Hyde he, he could burn you, too, because Seattle just lost Chris Carson for, an, uh, we don't know how long, maybe like two weeks, something like that. But they also said at one point Chris Carson wasn't going to play, and that Hyde was going to play, and then it turned out Hyde was injured and Carson stayed in. So, like, I don't believe Seattle enough. To... So, I, I like your pick. I actually think it might be the smarter of the picks here. Oh, thank you. Um, moving on to the wide receiver position. This one should be fairly unanimous.
1: Uh, gonna, I'm going to go with T. Higgins. Um, you know, I, I want any of the three receivers, but I'd rather have Higgins over Green.
0: In uh, Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. Why would you rather have Higgins over Green?
1: I think he's been looking really good lately. He's He looks the part for sure.
0: Is it... That- so Adrian Green started off hot, thirteen targets. Looked like his old self, kind of. He just needed to shake off some rust. And then the next couple of games, he didn't look good. And then uh, T Higgins is obviously a rookie, and so is Joe Burrow. Um, so, what do you think about the two of them?
1: I think they're gonna be a special. They're gonna be really special for a long time together. They're a good, good match.
0: And they're both rookies too. Yeah. So, I mean, they're both on rookie contracts. So they have them for at least three years for sure.
1: Two peas in a pod. Two
0: peas in a pod. Um, but why Higgins over Green? Green's proven. He's taller. They're moving around in the slide. He looks better. Joe Burrow throws the ball 60 times a game, which, to put it in perspective, I told you earlier, like, a quarterback should probably throw anywhere from 30 to 45 times pretty much maximum. If they're yeah. throwing more than that, they're usually, like, desperate for touchdowns. or.
1: Yeah. I think he looks, he looks really good lately, and I, I definitely see him having a good week.
0: Um, yeah, the matchup is, is also, uh, not necessarily ideal, but it's better. All right. So this is that, that tight end that you were talking about before. Um, he is, uh, Philadelphia Eagle. So who's the guy?
1: Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Mr. What is it? Mr. Rogers. Mr. Mis-
0: Rogers.
1: <laughs> Office. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember what the quote was, but it <laughs> makes me laugh. It's
0: just Mr. Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why Rodgers? I mean, first of all, so I'll say this I, I get it. I get it. Tight ends are, uh, hard to come by.
1: There's not much to choose from this week, actually, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, tight ends are hard to come by aside, aside from yours.
0: Oh. Oh. Hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm blushing by that, but like on any given week, I don't think there's any more than like three or four good tight ends. It's something I talk about a lot. Is uh, like you've got t- two of the best in the league: is Travis Kelsey and then George Kittle, and then it's sort of like everyone else in the middle tier, and then nobody else after that. You could probably say a name, and and then another name, and I would tell you like do whatever you want at that point. Right. So he, Richard Rodgers falls into that territory. But what you have him on here? Why?
1: Oh, I mean, who else does he have to? Be, um, who else does once have to throw to aside from Fulgham?
0: That's <laughs> that's true. Alshon Jeffrey is uh, a Philadelphia Eagle. I know you know that.
1: I miss Jeffrey.
0: <laughs> I know you don't. You know does. what you don't? He has. He. I think he's only played like sixteen games since not being a Chicago Bear. Yeah,
1: but I still like him.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, he's a he's a Super Bowl winner, not having been part of the Bears, so he's yeah. not too upset. But he, and he doesn't really play football anymore. And he's hes getting up there in age, so like he's not going to be around much longer.
1: God, we're getting old.
0: Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy to think about. But uh, um, Deshaun Jackson just went on IR. He's had a six- to eight-week injury, so he's totally done for fantasy purposes. I think he might be able to get him back in week 16 like at best, but why would you play him if you're in the championship at that point? Like, right. There's really nobody else. And then, uh, like you said, Alshon Jeffrey, so... Fulgram's top target. Uh, Zach Ertz is also on IR with an ankle injury, so he'll be out for a little bit. Um, and then uh, Dallas Goddard is still on IR and probably not coming off for a little bit. So I think you're right. I think Richard Rodgers is the maybe the top pickup of the week. I would agree with you on that. I don't think... Mr.
1: Rogers.
0: Mm-hmm. I think Mr. Rogers is, is the, the best of the best. Um, let me just see here if there was anything else uh, as far as, like, who... Who would your second picks on uh, waiver be if we had to maybe pick up somebody this week? I'm not, I'm not sure that, uh, like, it's an ideal pickup, but somebody that you might want to take a flyer on. Like, you just name the names. I think it's fine enough.
1: I think, like, Teddy Bridgewater.
0: For quarterback, Teddy? Yeah. Um, we talked about Carlos Hyde, but who would be maybe your third guy for running backs?
1: Uh, probably Zach Moss, actually.
0: Uh, Buffalo? Zach Moss, uh, Devin Singletary has been playing super well, but I think game script is different there. Um, Who's your second wide receiver pickup this week?
1: Uh, Deontay Johnson for sure,
0: if he's healthy. But if he's not healthy, who would you take?
1: Uh, Brandon Ayuk.
0: Ayuk, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Tight ends, like maybe Mike Geseki, right?
1: Mm Hmm. You could go for Jimmy Graham.
0: Uh, Jimmy's interesting. Because I don't think he had a good game last night, but he was targeted in the red zone. So um, we don't have to talk about kickers or defenses. So there's that. Well, hey, uh, you know who you're filling in for today, right?
1: I believe uh, the person that was, that was supposed to be here was uh, Mr. Mr. Andrew Peel. Are
0: you surprised that he's not here?
1: I am certainly not. <laughs> I'm certainly not. I'm surprised that I am here.
0: I'm I'm surprised you're here too. I got completely ghosted. I texted him last night to remind it just for everyone that's listening too. So if you're going to be on the podcast, generally what we like to do, unless you're available on Tuesday during the afternoon, is to record at lunchtime. That's what I do is I record at lunch and then I post it. Um, If you're not available on Tuesdays at your lunch break, Monday night would be the day. That's what Andy did to record. We did a Monday night so that we can get this out Tuesday for for commutes home so that people can listen to it where it's somewhat relevant for the league. Um, Peel was aware of this and decided to flat out ghost me. So I'm going to be interested in what is... Excuse is. I'm sure it's uh, going to be a doozy. I'm
1: glad I am your last uh, option. Here. No, you're
0: my first option. Oh. You are my <laughs> first. When Peel wasn't here, I didn't go to anyone else uh-huh. other than everyone else in the league and yeah. then you. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so you were. But next would have been one of the next door neighbors because there's like no one. Or Thor, like yeah. the dog. Yeah. Who is doing well and needs to be let out very soon here. So we should probably... Go wake our child up from her nap and maybe take the dogs for a so. walk and enjoy the nice cold weather. What's the temp today?
1: It's, uh, not too bad, probably in the 50s. I don't know.
0: Do I need to wear a jacket?
1: I think you're fine in what you're wearing right
0: <laughs> now. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I'm probably going to have I, to have. I do
1: want to say something. I miss all of you guys so much, and I miss seeing you guys in person. So hopefully world changes a little bit here and we can see you guys uh relatively soon maybe. either maybe even on video chat or something
0: uh ryan texted me this morning asking if we were going to the halloween party and yeah. i i told him no we're not going to do it uh with the spike that's going on right now are we scared of COVID? is that
1: i think we're scared i think we're just trying to be careful i just don't want to spread it to anybody else
0: yeah i know i it's one of those weird things where you know i mean i'm not trying to get serious with everyone that's listening i mean obviously everybody understands the dangers of it but Um, it's one of those things for me, like I've had this mentality for a long time. Remember what I always say to you, like when I'm sick, when COVID wasn't around, I always say like, when I'm sick, I don't go into the office.
1: Right.
0: There's a reason for that. When I was working at jobs and I was sick, I'd stay home until I recover because Mm -hmm. you spread it. There's just no reason to do that. The world's not so important that they can't wait for you to recover for a couple of days. And I think modern technology does allow us to get some, if not most things done from uh, remote, so what wasn't an option then, it is for most people now. At least, you yeah. know. Our... It looks
1: like we might be heading in uh, the direction of the of a lot of the state going into mitigation phase here, anyway. So,
0: are you thinking that you're going to be back in soon, or oh, are you thinking? No. Oh, no. Guys... I
1: think that with that, there's a spike going on right now, and then we've got Halloween, then Thanksgiving, then Christmas. I, I, I doubt if I'll be back to work. January.
0: I think what we need to do is on Amazon, maybe even today because of shipping, is buy one of those T-shirt launchers, and then when the kids come over, we load all the candy in the T-shirt launcher and then yeah. shoot it at the children.
1: There's been some sweet uh, like uh, ramps and stuff like that that people have built, uh, like to candy, candy shoots and stuff like that, you know. But I think it's I think it'd be fine if you just put some candy out on your porch, like single candies, and then the kids come up and then when they leave, you just refill the porch.
0: Are we taking Addison trick-or-treating?
1: Um, I think we'll take her to my parents' house and maybe to the neighbor, but... What neighbor? uh, Shereen?
0: Oh, our neighbor. Yeah.
1: She's, she's very, she wants to make sure everybody's safe, so I'm I'm not too worried about that. Very confident in that one? Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, I am too. Well, uh, like I started to say, but I'll say it again, thanks for coming on. Of course. uh, Pleasure. Was it a pleasure? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> sometimes sometimes you could be a real and uh some clever editing here cut out what baggy can really be uh thanks everyone again for tuning in i know it's a little bit longer than normally but uh the, the weeks coming up here are really important so pay attention make sure you set your lineups try to get the most points during the week and win those ten dollars like i did this week and uh we will see you next week in the podcast on tuesday take care